Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Mike just sent out. Still need a few Ask the Pros questions at CBS Sports Radio. Brian will answer said question in hour number three of the show. Dan O'Dowd, MLB Network resident GM, will join us in that final hour. By then, I'll probably tell Mike the correct way to spell his last name. <laughs> Phil Savage, Senior Bowl Executive Director, <laughs> Crimson Tide Color Analyst, is on the show after our next timeout. Mm-hmm. Right now, though, it's the NBA, and it's Kyrie Irving, it's the Cavaliers, it's all that trauma, and I want to be on Kyrie's side in this, Brian. I, I, I want to always, I guess, to, for the most part, defend a player's... Uh, you know, happiness and then mm-hmm. desire to play somewhere else. Now, in free agency, it's much easier. The guy can leave. He wants to leave. Fine. Never going to complain about that. I would probably would not necessarily always root for trade demands, but sometimes they're required. But Kyrie's not doing himself a lot of favors in this situation when, first of all, he wants out because he wants to go somewhere and win, and apparently he wants to go to the Knicks more than anything else, which doesn't make any sense. It does make sense. He's from the huh? area. Right, right. No, that, that's it. Geography's fine. Right. But if you're going to say that I want to go someplace and be close to a championship, that ain't the Knicks. Well, did he say he wanted to be close to a championship? He says what, what, what we've been hearing is he just wants to be the focal point of the team. That's what we're hearing. He's tired of playing second fiddle. He's tired of playing under yeah, the but shadow. Somewhere it was said that winning is important or whatever, and it's not going to happen in New York. Well, it may if he comes to New York. And if we're being honest, even if he didn't say it, to, to go and be the number one guy in a bad team as opposed to being 1B on a good team and walking away from LeBron, it's just it's logic that, I, that, I'm, that I'm not going to understand. I'm with you. Uh, and I also don't understand why he apparently is giving all Cavaliers the silent treatment. They've been calling, texting, direct messaging. I don't know what else they're doing these days, Snapchat, whatever it is. Um, and he will not respond to anybody. Hmm. Well, uh, he probably said address everything or direct everything to my representative. I've made it known. They've made it known what I want to occur here. So uh, when you have something of significance to ask me about or share with me, do it via the representatives. And and I'm sure in the weeks since this has been voiced to the Cavaliers, nothing's changed on his side. So what do they need to talk about? Well, what is there that he, he he's made it known what he wants? Boys, huh? the negotiations. Boys? He's not even talking to Cavalier players. Why well, is he? Why is he ignoring Richard Jefferson? Or what, do we Kay know that Felder? to be true? He, he that's made, the rumor. He, he, that's, that's yeah, the that's the rumor. And I'm sure that the, the, they've reached out to him. And um, I'm just go out on them and say I don't think they've. He's probably given them the silent treatment, considering everything that they have gone through. He's probably texting back. Maybe maybe it's nothing uh, proprietary. Maybe he wants to keep that close to the vest. Yeah, of course. But, uh, but I, I'm sure he, he's hitting this, those cats back that reach out to him, especially the ones he's close to on the team. Right, and if somebody's like, hey, dude, how was, uh, where, where was he? Japan, China, South Korea? Do we ever go all over an Asian tour? All right? over Asia. Someone's all like, all how, Asia. how was the trip? And you're just getting crickets back from him. I mean, come on. You can, you can talk I was the trip. It was great, man. Shut up. I'm leaving Maybe he has alone. jet lag. That's a long flight. Excuses. Can't have jet lag? No, you can have jet lag, but at some point you can get get you know get, get back to your buddies. 
You don't have Man. to talk business. You don't have to explain yourself. Just if you know, just... once he overcomes the jet lag, he'll get back to his buddies. Yeah, I just, uh, I really, uh, this could completely be on me, and it probably is because I'm not in any way plugged into uh, the Cavaliers. I just, I didn't think that this was going to get this bad this fast. I, I really remain shocked that we're at this position where this guy wants out and LeBron now seems destined to leave after next summer and they're all back to being the terrible Cavaliers again without him and he's going to go somewhere else and further complicate his legacy and revive all the talk that had started maybe just a little bit to die down that he's whatever for moving and changing teams and here we go again with him going somewhere else, and he's going to go somewhere where two of his friends are, so we're going to have more banana boat jokes. I just <laughs> I, I just cannot believe that this is the road that we're going down. And I always thought, too, I, mean, I, I know LeBron can pout and give you dirty looks if you make, you know, if you don't pass it to him when he wants it. But I just I can't imagine being in a spot where I wouldn't want to play with that guy. Because aside from Golden State, I don't know where you're going that you're really going to be in a better situation than being with LeBron. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And and if you're, you're tired of being second fiddle or you're going to go somewere if you're chasing championship, there's going to be a, a, another star or two that's on the roster. And are, are you okay with being second fiddle to, to those guys? I, I don't get how uh, partnering with someone of significance is going to take the shine off of you. you you're already in that situation. You always – uh, you already are enjoying uh, stardom uh, with the guy you're playing with now. He just happens to be a much larger, uh, more illuminating star right now. But you still get your just due. You're still right. considered uh, a big piece of the pie, a big piece of the puzzle. So what, what, what's what's the source of frustration other than the uncertainty? If you want to talk about uncertainty, say that. Don't give me this, well, I don't want to be his Robin. Well, you're going to go elsewhere, and there are going to be other people the focal point. If you come here, Kristaps uh, Porzingis, a budding superstar, uh, is that going to bother you? If you partner with him, if you go elsewhere, you go to the Spurs. Kawhi Leonard, uh, he's the man. Just like LeBron's the man in Cleveland, Kawhi Leonard's the man. Well, uh, you the think the, you're going to be the, the focal point too. there? Yeah, Greg Popovich is the man. You think you're going to be the focal point there? You'll be, be a huge piece of the puzzle. But you're still going to have to share the limelight. Yeah, I just, um, I know this can be very much easily portrayed as LeBron's driving Kyrie out of Cleveland. Look what LeBron did here. He's such a bad teammate. That's that's not how I see this. LeBron might be annoying um, and tough to play with and whatever, but he's LeBron. Uh, and if you're Kyrie and you can't handle that, even for just one more year, I don't know if you said it or Greg said it, but why not? Even if you are nervous about what 2018 and 19 might look like in Cleveland because LeBron is in God knows where, Mm -hmm. play this year out. Yeah, of course I said that, right. The salient point, yeah. Play this year out and then figure out next year, next summer. It was me, right, Mike B? I mean, I make the most important points on this show. Yeah, no way G would have thought of that. Most important, most significant. Yeah, of course. Deepest. Yeah, deep thought. Yeah. Yeah. Critical thinking, that's that's me. Uh, Right, play it out. Because you're under contract for three more. <laughs> Play it out, and then LeBron can drop a nugget in you. Hey, man, I'm out of this joint at the end of the season. And now, and only then would you or should you demand a trade. And you probably won't get it, <laughs> depending on what uh, you, the, the club can get back in return. But uh, I, I would have kept my powder dry till I knew exactly what LeBron was doing. Kept my powder dry. Keep it dry. 
Keep what, it dry, what, Where's man? your powder? I don't understand no, I don't that. disclose where my powder is. Who does that? No one does that. Where's your powder? Uh, usually in my, uh, my nether regions. <laughs> Got to keep it See, dry in the does. summer. Yeah, well, yeah, get a little humid, huh? Yeah. yeah. But I can't keep it dry. Oh. That's what right. I don't understand about that. A lot of you know, you gotta keep things... it dry. Baby French powder, man. Keep it, keep it dry. Yeah, but that's on the powder to stay dry, not yeah. me. I can't yeah. stay dry. Powder. Oh, you can't stay, stay dry, dry powder. Oh well, sound like a personal problem. <laughs> Baby powder smells good. You ever known us? Maybe you ever sprinkle it on your sheets? On my uh, underneath sheets. your sheets, man. No. You should do that. I gotta do that. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Baby powder. Yeah. Put the uh, the bottom sheet before you put the bottom sheet on. Sprinkle it on the like on the mattress. Yeah, then put and the it, bed sheet down. Yeah, interesting. Oh man, good stuff. Now oh. you know they make um, mm. they make what? spray body powder now. It's oh, not really? deodorant. Yeah, it's like a- aerated baby powder. Really? That you can spray on yourself. Similar purpose to keep things dry oh. and fresh. But oh. it's, it's not the same. There's a coolness. When you apply the baby powder, right. it doesn't you don't that get with the spray. Oh, okay. And I like the spray, but I still sometimes I need the actual old. It's like actually reading a newspaper. Yeah. I need the actual baby powder. It's cool sometimes. online, but you want something tangible. Yeah, I need to hold it. Yeah. You need to feel it. All right, there you go. It. Yeah. All right. All right. So, Enough uh, of that. Johnson and Johnson. Nope. We like the yeah. baby powder the old fashioned way. Mm-hmm. I gotta do that again. Sprinkle sprinkle that on the mattress. Wow, it's good stuff. I never knew that. That's a new one. There what? you go. Life tips from Brian I Jones. Hate. I got some more for you. For more, follow him at Jones and FOMO. Maybe on not Twitter. for radio, but I got some more for you. You should mm-hmm. put that on your TV Help show. Help you close the deal. How to be a better man? Yeah. Sprinkle some baby powder on the mattress. How to mm-hmm. have a better bed? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. How to have a better bed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Stephon Marbury is coming to the defense of Derek Rose, and a lot of people are. I- I'm surprised by the the Derrick Rose think pieces over the last like two or three days that he's gone from uh, 20-something million dollars with the Knicks last year to $2.1 million this year with the Cavaliers. And I'm not scoffing at $2.1 million uh, or the obvious math difference of 23 to 2. Yeah. But, like, I get it. Like, he's broken down. He disappeared a year ago. He's not anywhere near the dynamic player that he was, sadly. Um, but, like... People, are people surprised that he's only making this, or do they feel bad for him? I had to go back and double-check. Like, his contract just ended. He didn't opt out of that, hoping to make 50 mil again and got just two. He hit the open market, he got just two, and Stefan Marbury's the latest to say, man, he's good, and he's this, and how's he only making that? And guys that can't even be on the court make $14 million a year. Um, but am I, am I heartless? I don't feel bad for Derrick Rose right now. Well, I do, and I, and I think that's a hell of a lot of cake to give up. You go from what, 18, 19, $20 million to $2 million. Uh, that, that's unbelievable for a veteran, for a former MVP, and, and he played much better last season, played relatively healthy the entire season. What do you average, 16, 17 points he a game? He averaged 18 and 4. 18, yeah. So, yes, uh, I, so you got guys averaging 4 points a game getting $8 million. 4 points. 4 4 Four. One, two, three, four, four points. And you're getting eight, ten million dollars. And he's getting And here's 18. a guy who's a former MVP, stayed healthy. Yes, he had that little mishap mm. where he decided to just jump on a plane, head back to Chicago, didn't tell anyone. And and aside from that, he was a model citizen, was he not? Knicks fans? Yes, he was. And I'm sure they weren't expecting 18 points a game, but that's what he gave you. And he gets two million dollars? 
That shows you how badly he wanted to get out of New York and go play with LeBron James. He wants to play with LeBron while <laughs> Kyrie Irving wants, yeah. does not want to play with LeBron. No, go no figure. And if you take that type of reduction in salary, that that's putting money where your mouth is, right? Or not. But see, that's, that's the point I don't get. Like, he didn't take a reduction in salary. He wasn't demoted. They didn't take this money from him. One contract ended. And he when took the, the money from himself. And then the market dictated that this is what he was going to no, no, get no, no. right the now. The market at Cleveland dictated that. Well, everybody else's market because there are teams that have money that don't want to pay Derrick Rose because they might give somebody, you know, uh, your $14 million op, you know, um, uh, comparison. They might, they're paying somebody for the future. You're not paying Derrick Rose for what he might be. You're paying Derrick no, Derek Rose that you hope doesn't get any worse than he has or declined any farther. So I just I don't I don't know I don't I don't get the Derrick Rose sympathy here at all. I mean it's it sucks, you well, know, I, but like it's my, not. But whatever, this is what happens. It, it is, and he agreed to it. So right. it's obvious that he doesn't uh, mind taking such a reduction in salary. Yes, you said, hey, I made enough money. Who knows? And considering everything he was dealing with a season ago, even before he, as he announced he was coming to the Knicks, the off the court uh, situation in court in which he, he was exonerated. Uh, so uh, I guess he feels like uh, this is this is uh, what I'm worth currently, and I have no uh, trepidation about playing for such a, a, a pittance uh, in terms of the NBA and the type of salaries that guys are, are realizing at, at this point. So if he's happy with it, I'm happy with it. But it seems like a significant uh, pay cut to me, which it, it, it is. Uh, but he has no problem with, uh, you know, Paying or playing for this amount, yeah, so why am I to uh, complain? But yeah. Marbury feels like he should complain. Stay healthy, don't disappear for a little bit, and if you do explain why you're disappearing, uh, play well next LeBron, and he'll make more than $2.1 million, I would think, somewhere next year. Might even get a couple of years of um, of insurance out of somebody. But um, I, I just, uh, woe is Derrick Rose is not a thought that I'm I'm going to have anytime soon. Put hate no Derrick Rose, man. Remember when new Lakers uh, GM, executive vice president, I know his fancy new title, Rob Palinka, said yes. finding Contavious Caldwell Pope was like the Israelites wandering through the desert, mm. having bread sprinkled down upon them from Manna heaven. from heaven. Yes. Uh, well, he's at it again. Was it multigrain bread? I don't think they had that back then. Oh, they had that. Yeah, it definitely yeah. wasn't gluten-free. No, that wasn't the thing in those times. Uh, Mrs. Baird, Mike, your thoughts? Rainbow on what kind of bread? What's the other one? Wonder Bread. Yeah, Mike. Come on. As I often do with the story, I think uh, I would venture to guess there's people in the room that are uh, familiar with the the stories in the Book of Genesis, uh, where there was a time when the Israelites were wandering in the desert, and all of a sudden, bread came down from heaven. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what today feels like for us to have KCP join. And and it was actually didn't we correct him? It was the book of Deuteronomy. I can't even say <laughs> it. How do you say it? Deuteronomy. You. Deuteronomy. What is it? Do. Yeah. Tehran. Ami. It yeah. wasn't that book. Deuteronomy. Do Deuteronomy. What Jesus. you did to me? <laughs> I had to Deuteronomy. The other I day. had to Deuteronomy. <laughs> what they did to me? Isn't that in the Bible? Deuteronomy. <laughs> As Deuteronomy do to you. Deuteronomy. I can't even say it. That's how much of a heathen I become. I can't even pronounce it correctly. Deuteronomy. It is Genesis. Yeah, that one's the easy Genesis. one. It's Genesis. It's Genesis. Mm, it's not that. It's, it's Gen- give Genesis. 
or Genesis? You're trying too hard now. It's Deuteronomy. Nope. What's, which book did it come from? We corrected him, so, or someone corrected him. I think him. Genesis. No, he was he wrong. He quoted really. Genesis. Yeah. It, he was wrong, though. You don't recall my... I don't remember which Deuteronomy. book of, from God. What? God? How, how do you say it again? Deuter- Deuteronomy. That's what I said, De- Deuteronomy. 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 There you go. Thank you. I got it. I'm not a heathen What's anymore. What's the state below Washington? Deuteronomy. Portland. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's Oregon. Oh, <laughs> the state. <laughs> it's close enough. Who was the, uh, I know Portland's a city, knucklehead. Uh, <laughs> what was his show with Urkel? Family, Family Matters. Family Matters. Family Matters. Remember his little sidekick, uh, dude with the flat top, and they were on court. And he said, state, state your name, Illinois. <laughs> Not the name of state you're in, you idiot. State your name. Got anyway. Family Matters reference. Yeah, that was Wait, funny. Mikey knows Exodus. 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 There you it go. It was Exodus where uh, the mm-hmm. manna from mm-hmm. heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so now Palinka in his little three-quarter trench coat uh, says that uh, these new Lakers reminds him of a young Taylor Swift. Mm, shake it off, baby. That if you went back and found Taylor Swift's like initial YouTube videos when she was like 16, just playing guitar, you'd look at it and go, man, this is good. Mm. This is this is not her original. Shake it off. That Shake it off. she's going to be great, and it's going to be fun to watch this develop. That's how he feels about Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma yeah. and Josh Hart and Brandon Ingram and Julius Randle. Yeah. Well, we will see uh, in this pass, pass, pass offense that Luke Walton is installing. Mm. They're pretty excited about that, and they're going to shake off all the haters. And run with these young cats, and we'll see if they can evolve into uh, what ten-time Grammy winner, eleven-time Country Music Award. She winner, won an Emmy and an Emmy. I didn't realize. Good for, for you. And, and I didn't know she was a country singer. Is she? Well, she won eleven of those Country Music Awards. She crossover. She sings some country. I think she was technically a country star to begin with, but always ended up on top one hundred stations. Oh. Yeah. So technically, Shake It Off is a country song. But it made me think Gotta of shake it off. other shake musical it off. references for NBA teams. Dog left me. My wife left me. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shake it off. Shake it off. See, we made it country. Shake it off. Yeah. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Guess you guys weren't entertained with that. No? All right. No, y'all. that was more racist than Creole. How was that racist? Marco Belletti is not racist. Bill Savage next on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, you. Follow our Facebook page at Geo and Jones for exclusive videos and the latest on the show. Your latest sports update. From Brian's best friend, Marco, Marco Belletti. Marco Belletti, All right, gentlemen, <laughs> NFL <laughs> training camps are opening up. Steelers have reported. Not everyone there, though. Le'Veon Bell was a no-show. Two sides failed and agreed on that long-term deal. Obviously, I would like him to be here. Um, he is not. Um, but I'm going to focus my energies on, on the guys that are. Um, it's an unfortunate circumstance, one that we'll deal with, one that he'll deal with. I've had good, clean communication with him. Uh, I'll leave the clean. nature of that conversation between us. Um, but rest assured that he'll be ready to play football. Um, when he gets here, um, I do not know. Of course, that's head coach Mike Tomlin. Not a surprise Bell wasn't there. I think they kind of knew that. He didn't sign his tender yet. That'll pay him $12.1 million once he does. Uh, clean conversation as opposed to dirty conversation? What, yeah, no what? cursing. Yes. What? Oh, is that what I mean? Yeah. Get your ass in here, boy. <laughs> that's dirty conversation. 
There will be consequences. Can't say them out loud. Oh, okay. Adam Jones was uh, clean at Bengals camp, apparently after another tumultuous offseason. Of course, Jones arrested in January. He's already suspended the first game of the season. But owner Mike Brown has stood behind Jones throughout, something that's not lost on him. Words can't explain. Um, I can't explain. uh, I'm just dear from my heart that I have somebody that understands me as a person. And... um, it's not quick to judge, you know, so it's always good. Very broken up Pac-Man on that. Ravens have themselves in your way. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy to my follow. You're driving what? Uh, <laughs> Kansas City Phantoms, as we found out from Bogish. Quarterback David Olsen, as he's a new Ravens quarterback, comes from the Champions Indoor League. That's a lesser arena league. He helps to divvy up the throws in camp because Joe Flacco, of course, dealing with that back injury. He's only expected to miss about a week or so. Uh, baseball, Blue Jays got a grand slam from Steve Pierce. They walked off on the A's 8-4-10. and 10. Marlins topped the Reds 4-1. Nationals went deep eight times as a team. Five in the third, including four straight. Ryan Zimmerman and Bryce Harper each hit a pair. They were out the Brewers 15-2. Cubs bounced the White Sox 6-3. They jump a game in half in front of the Central of Milwaukee. Yankees walked off on the race 6-5 and 11. Brett Gardner with the solo shot there. Yankees have won four straight, six of seven. And the Padres, they dumped the Mets 7-5. Did they? I didn't notice that. No one did. If you say so. No one did. Thanks, Marco. <laughs> see, see you in an hour. Uh, here we go right now back on the uh, the guest line for the first time this morning. Friend of the program, of course, Senior Bowl Executive Director, Crimson Todd, color radio analyst, former NFL GM. It is Phil Savage. Done everything. Phil, you know Brian. I'm Andrew. How are you today? I'm good, guys. Hope you're doing well. I'm uh, headed over to Eagles camp this morning. They've got an early practice at 8.15. Wow, man. It's like being a GM again. (laughs) Well, I tell you one thing about being the uh, director of the Reese's Senior Bowl. I was in Hershey, PA. On Wednesday, as we're working through a an extension with them, so it was chocolate from 9 a.m. to about 9 p.m. Oh, sweet! On Wednesday, the sweetest place on earth. <laughs> there you go, for sure. Uh, when you look at, let's talk Eagles real quick because you know some of these draft picks. I I, I saw a big problem area for them is lack of consistency at wide receiver position. You think they've addressed that? Well, I think they certainly have tried. Uh, obviously, they, they signed Torrey Smith to be the vertical deep threat. Uh, they brought in Alshon Jeffrey to be what I would call the more the intermediate, consistent player. And then, of course, I think this will help Jordan Matthews. I mean, Brian, you watch SEC football. Jordan Matthews is a good player at Vanderbilt. Yeah. Not sure that he's the number one receiver you want, but in a number two or number three role in conjunction with the tight ends, and, of course, the development of Carson Wentz. I think they believe that they can take a big step forward offensively, but mostly on the shoulders of Carson Wentz. And, and correct me on the name of the young man who has had so many issues, came out of USC, uh, has the drops and has been... Oh, Nelson Aguilar. Ag- Aguilar, who I, I thought was a damn good pick for them when they drafted him a couple years ago, but yet he can't seem to, to hold on to the rock. Is, is, there, is there still going to be a role for him? Well, I think that that's probably a work in progress to yeah. be determined. Uh, you know, the first three names I mentioned, at least in theory, are going to be your three main wide receivers, and we'll see if Aguilar can find a role. But, you know, I think based upon the fact of where they drafted him, I mean, they're not ready to give up on him yet, uh, but he's got to show something this training camp, I would assume, especially in these preseason games. Phyllis switched to college football here, and obviously a topic you know very well, uh, Alabama's radio network. 
Uh, Brian and Greg were very proud of themselves for getting 20 minutes of conversation out of Nick Saban yesterday. What's the longest uh, chat you've had with Coach? <laughs> 22 minutes. I heard that <laughs> there you go. as I was uh, in the car yesterday. But I would say that they mu- he must have had that uh, segmented out for him to stay on that long because usually you know, his days are set pretty tight in terms of a schedule. But it sounds to me like this has been media week for Nick Saban as he's made uh, the rounds, and uh, that was good of those guys to be able to get 22 minutes with Nick Saban. That, that's that's almost a lifetime. <laughs> and you know what? I predicted that he was going to hang up on them. But, like he was just he was going to get off when he was done. He's like, all right, guys, got to go to a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. And I'm out. But well, you know, I just I, I said this to Brian last hour, Phil. I just. Um, you know, sometimes I struggle with the way the coach and Bill Belichick and others um, act publicly at press conferences. It was good to hear him um, just kind of be in Nick Saban yesterday. Listen, I mean, this is a this is a man that is going to be on the Mount Rushmore of college coaches, and when it's all said and done, if he's not already there now, and you know, he has a a, a major voice in terms of the landscape of the game uh, when he throws out an idea uh, as as unpredictable uh and as i just don't think he believes that that there's no way that what he proposed would get passed probably uh in the next few years so it's a bit of a pie in the sky idea but uh, the fact that he pushed out there 10 10 conference games two non-conference games against power five opponents uh that's going to gain some traction in terms of at least getting the conversation going i think you know, with as many big games as Bama has played, you know, if they're going to put this much time and effort into a game, they would just assume play another Power 5 opponent as to play a Group of 5 team or much less an FCS opponent because, you know, every game is the same for them, quite frankly. The preparation right. for Clemson's the same as Chattanooga. Now, people may not believe that, but that's truly the case. And so, you know, the other thing, too, is it, it gives you a little bit of a fallback in case you lose one of these games, you can rely on your strength of schedule. I think that's really where he was driving toward. Yeah, and I'm in agreement with him, and I think you are uh, as well. Uh, let's talk about the SEC East. Uh, I like Georgia over there, you know, preseason number one. It, it's it's Tulsa, Florida, Georgia, if you, you talk to most folks. But Georgia, uh, offensively, fees, uh, uh, Eason comes back, freshman quarterback from a, a season ago. We, we know about the stable of running backs. Defensively, what do you think of their D-line? Uh, Trent Thompson, big uh, fellow up front, Jonathan Ledbetter, uh, came in with a lot of fanfare. Of course, he had some hiccups before he could get on on the field. Uh, what are your thoughts on those big boys? Well, it's a huge year for the Georgia defense. They bring back 10 starters. Mel Tucker's the defensive coordinator. Of course, he followed Kirby Smart from Alabama after being the defensive secondary coach there uh, for a year. But at least in theory and on paper, this is the most experienced defense in the league. They need to take a big step forward because, to me, the one – the drawback of Georgia is I worry some about their offensive line. That's been a bit of their Achilles heel uh, going back even through the Mark Richt era uh, when they would get in the biggest of games. That seemed to be the part of their team that let them down. Defensively, they should be fine. The expectation is Jacob Eason you know, takes another big step forward as a quarterback. They've got Sonny Michelle. They've got Nick Chubb. Uh, Jeb Blazevich, the quarterback. I mean, the uh, tight end, rather. And so 
with that being said, to me, Brian, the wild card in all this is the Florida Gators led by Malik Zaire. If Zaire can truly integrate into the Florida offense and they can put in a package that plays to his strengths, you know, I still like Florida despite the fact that they don't bring back as many players as Georgia, but I just I think right now they've got a good mentality, a good mindset. They've won the division couple times in a row under Jim McElwain, so I think they're a confident team. But really it does come down to the Florida-Georgia line in Jacksonville. That may end up being the SEC East Division uh, title game. I played with Doug Nussmeyer in the NFL, and I've seen the type of offenses uh, he's employed, whether he was at Washington or or, or there at Alabama, and of course in Michigan, now Florida. Uh, So you think he can shake up that scheme somewhat to uh, make it more – uh, amenable to the the skill set of Zaire? Well, this is what I would say. Two years ago, uh, I was part of a camp tour on Sirius XM over on the College Channel, and we were at Notre Dame. And at that point in time, Zaire was the starter, and there was no thought of Deshaun Kaiser or anybody else. It was Zaire's team. And this is before, you know, his injury. And I was impressed that one particular day I was there uh, he can spin the ball. He doesn't have a ton of experience when you really break it down, but he's mobile. He's athletic. Their offensive line should be better at Florida. And so with that being said, I do think that they can put together an offense that will really play uh, to to his assets and mask some of the things that he may not do as well. But they've got to do it in a very short period of time because uh, with one practice a day, there's going to be a lot of time spent in the meeting rooms. Phil Savage, Senior Bowl Executive Director, Crimson Tide Radio Network Analyst with us here on Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio on this Friday morning. Phil, I, I think you're at Big Ten Media Days this week, so you saw the P.J. Flex show uh, in person. Um, what, what's the fairest timetable for him having success at Minnesota? At one point, does he have to actually um, you know, put up or shut up, I guess? Well, he was the first coach out of the box uh, on Tuesday morning, so he he got the eight o'clock wake up call, and I mean the media they had to come to attention because he is a ball of energy. There's <laughs> no two ways about it. But when you look at it, Minnesota was nine and four last year, and so I think that PJ Flex's job is going to be able to take what was left behind by Jerry Keel and and the staff. Tracy Clay's of course took over for one year, but you know this team has been. Uh, competitive and I think with PJ Fleck with the enthusiasm he brings the fact that he will be able to recruit there uh, and the idea that the Big Ten West is really wide open I mean it, there's a lot of balance in that part of the that part of the conference you know there are a lot of good teams I don't know that you would categorize any of those squads as a great team but they're all well coached and I think Fleck will mix right in with that group and I think that's the kind of program you guys may disagree, but to me, Minnesota is going to be a draft and develop type of program. They're going to grab the, the usual two and three stars. They might get a four star here and there, but it's going to be about development and then riding a quarterback or a couple of key players every three or four years to the top of the standings in that division. Yeah, I, I would agree with you 100% there with, with Fleck and, and Minnesota. Uh, a team that's also intriguing to me is 
uh, Maryland. Uh, and, and one of the main reasons because they take on my Longhorns first game of the season. But DJ Durkin, I, I know his, his, his resume as a defensive coordinator is pretty stellar. Uh, do you think he can help Maryland take another huge step after going six and seven a season ago and, and, and being a team that plays above 500 football? You know, I think I think they're a team that's in position to do that. You know, DJ Durkin goes there a year ago, uh, puts together 500 a year. They go to a bowl game, which you know all the attention is on the playoffs in the top of the rankings. But look, that was a, a, a those were huge strides for for Durkin and, and the Terps. So, can they repeat that and maybe take a step further? I think they can. You know, I was asked a question yesterday. Is you know outside of Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and even Michigan State, you can throw them in even though they had a down year last season. You know, what is the top, what is the upside, what is the, what is the, the top potential for Indiana, for Maryland, and for Rutgers uh, when you live in the east side of the Big Ten Conference? And I think it probably is that six to eight win window and maybe there's a year in there where you you get a veteran team while Ohio State and Michigan and and Penn State lose a lot of players that leave early. You know, maybe you ride a group of seniors through a three- or four-year period and and can make some some hay in terms of moving up in that division. But I, I would think that Maryland could definitely duplicate what they did last year, if not go a step further. Phil, I'm a Fordham guy, so I'm paying extra attention to Penn State while Joe Moorhead runs their offense. Don't Brian's <laughs> laughing at me. He just asked a Maryland question because of Texas. You put Penn's... Maryland and Fordham in the same no, I'm category. Penn State ahead of Maryland in a Big well, of Ten conversation. They are. Yes. Um, where, where does Penn State? I mean, does Penn State or Michigan in your mind have the best chance of of keeping Ohio State from winning the East? Well, I think if you go by last year, you've got to look at Penn State. They bring back certainly more players, Trace McSorley, the quarterback, Saquon Barkley, the running back, uh, Jason Capenda, the, the inside linebacker. I mean, they bring back a lot of experience. James Franklin addressed that uh, on at the Big Ten media days. And to me, Michigan, you know, they lost a ton of players. On the outside, we don't know as much about these young guys, but as Jerry DiNardo, who does analyst work for Big Ten Network, said, sometimes a young team is a fun team to coach because they just don't know any better. (laughs) And so, you know, I would keep an eye on Michigan, but I would say going into the year, uh, it's Penn State. And, you know, you mentioned Fordham. Chase Edmonds, your running back at Fordham, is on the Reese's Senior Bowl watch list. Mm-hmm. They open with uh, Army yep. on a Friday night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Labor Day weekend. <laughs> and Eastern Washington comes to the Bronx this That's year. Right. That's a big game. I've been telling Brian about Chase Edmonds yeah. since last year. Yes, you have, and, and Phil just stole my thunder, man. Yeah. That was one of those cats <laughs> under the radar. Hey, we know you got to run. Uh, when you show up at Eagles camp, let them know that Cowboys great Drew Pearson says hello. Oh, not, not Brian Jones. <laughs> well, he was definitely here full force back on draft night. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Hey, you guys be good. I appreciate it. Thank you, you too, Phil. Phil Savage, Senior Bowl Executive Director, and, of course, uh, the radio analyst on Crimson Tide broadcasts on Saturday afternoons. Mm-hmm. Well, Chase Edmonds. Way, way to go, Florida. Mm-hmm. You know what, dude, Eastern Washington coming to Florida. Dude, that's so a, what? That's one of the Biggest one double A games of the coming season, and it's in the Bronx. That's a rarity. In the Bronx. In the Bronx. And that's on a Friday? That's like USC coming to Texas. Mm. It's not. Uh, no, <laughs> Fordham at Army is the Friday of Labor Day. That's a regular oh, okay. Saturday afternoon, the Eastern Washington. And game. Fordham, where's their stadium? Where do they play? 
I thought we were friends. What do they play? Uh, I don't they know. They play in the Bronx. In, in the Bronx. Next and- to the Bronx Zoo. That's where Fordham's campus is. It's where the historic Rose Hill gym is and Jack Coffey Field. Historic Rose Hill. You don't know Hills. where John Skelton played his college football? No. Is he still with Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't know, right? <laughs> no, I definitely do. Or He's is he? not. Oh. He was, he was a, 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 the fourth Bengals quarterback for a little bit, and okay. now he's just a regular guy. He's just out of the game. Okay, mm-hmm. but uh, the stadium is in the Bronx, right next to the Bronx Zoo, and what does it hold? Uh, people, about 5,000 of them. Okay, cool, yeah. about 5,000 capacity. Cool, I'm not knocking it. I'm, I'm trying to get educated on Fordham football, and it's the Fordham Lions? Yeah. Aren't, isn't Columbia the Lions as yeah, well? Yeah, it's a weird thing. What's up with that? Giraffes, I thought. <laughs> Giraffes. <laughs> Fordham Foxes. The Fordham Rams, man. Oh, Rams. Yeah, the Fordham Rams. The, the so reason why, why the, the NFL team is called the Rams. You know nothing. Fordham Vince Rams. Vince Lombardi, the seven blocks of granite. I thought you played in the NFL. There's, Did they not teach you anything no... in your rookie symposium? We didn't have those symposiums. No, that's ex- clearly. Uh, yeah, uh, Fordham Rams. There are no Rams in the Bronx. Are there Trojans in Long Island in, in, in L.A.? Yes. Are there Wolverines in Michigan? Are there lizards in Long Island? Exactly. Yes. Actually, there are. There's a lot of them. There are Trojans in L.A.? Yeah. From every, Troy? Every 7-Eleven. That's a terrible joke. Go to break. I'm angry. This is Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Quick Twitter mm. question, responses to Ad Geo and Jones. If I was to tell you that one of us, between me and Brian, was complaining about, uh, during this last commercial break, complaining about eating too many almonds last night, and the other was complaining about having too many beers last night, which one did what complaint? Hmm. Who are you, you asking? You had to guess. America. Oh, you're asking America. The listening public. It was chocolate-covered almonds, correct? Well, don't. Yeah. Yes. Chocolate-covered yes. almonds. Chocolate-covered almonds. Yeah. And so who was overdosing on chocolate-covered almonds? And who and didn't who have enough water And who was overdosing on beer? Mm. Cervezas. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who do you think? Get it right, America. Don't judge. Don't. Yeah, don't. Don't judge. Don't, you, don't, don't prejudge. You, don't you dare judge. We'll chip your tooth. Nope. Think about it. Get Long it. Long and hard. Chip your tooth. While you're at it online and you're retweeting something, check and make sure the person you're retweeting is actually the person that you think you're retweeting. Wow. Uh, Sports Illustrated got burned yesterday. Ooh. Thinking that Pat Forty from Yahoo Sports was reporting that Chip Kelly had emerged as a leading candidate, a serious candidate, mm. to replace the disgraced Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss. He's all right. However. God's still on his side. However. Hook him, God. Mm -hmm. uh, However, the account that SI wrote an entire article off of was not Yahoo 40. It was Yahoo 40. There was an extra O in there. Oh, Yahoo. And the SI folks didn't see it in the way they went. And there's no such report from Pat 40. Wow. Mm. Put that on Pat. Is it on Pat? Well, they tried to put it on him. Right. Okay, there we go. So is there a Pat 4D on Yahoo? No, it's his real name on Twitter. His real handle is Yahoo 40, so Y-A-H-O-O 4D. Right. 
Uh, and this one had an extra O in the Yahoo. It was Yahoo 40. Wow. And it's tricky. They do it all the time. That's they so you know, wrong. It's a underscore instead of a dash. They, like, flip an H and a C. Uh, Ian Rappaport gets caught a lot with, like, an extra P or one less P in his name. So it, I, I get it, but you got to be careful. Hmm. Look for the blue check and check followers. The Yahoo 40 that SI went with yesterday, 214 followers. That's not Pat Forty's account. Yeah, yeah. You Come would, on you would now. think. Pat Forty's got to be in the in the thousands, tens of thousands. If, if not hundreds of thousands. Right, maybe hundreds of thousands. I don't want to sell him short. But uh, come on. Mm. Come on, SI. Come on, dog. Dog. You better than that, dog. Mm. Is there a Yahoo? 340,000. 340,000 yeah. 340, for Pat 40? Yeah. Damn. Between college basketball, college football. That's right. He does basketball, too. Some horse racing. And horse racing. And he has at least one, if not two, really, really accomplished swimmers uh, in his family. Kids. Really? Might, well, they might be. One of them is in college now, I think. So, oh. I mean, he's, all, he's plugged in all over the place. Dang, where to go, Pat? Yeah, you got that kind of diversity. That's why you're getting 340,000 followers. Diversity works. I got nothing. That's why I only have like 5,000. Oh, that's good. I that's think better I like than it. nothing. Yeah, it's definitely better than nothing. Yeah. But I, 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 feel, I need another, I need 10. At least 10,000? I need 000? to double that. I need to get to five digits We all help Bogus double his Twitter followers. All right. How many do you have, Jones uh, and FOMO? No idea. Probably eight, nine people. No. That's it. No, no, no. You've got more. Just Hoya follows me. My dog. That's it. You got 9,539. I mean, you really are within that's striking it? distance of 10,000. I mean, let's get nine five. Come on, people. What's up? That sucks. You're nine, missing five. out on God knows tripping. what. What do you tweet about? Tripping. I don't even know. I don't tweet about anything. Man. You don't. I just respond to people. Oh, that's true. That's it. Right. You want to see Brian thank people for being nice to him or yell at them for being stupid? I I don't yell at people. Come on. Mike, your thoughts. I'm going to start following Katia. When's Katia coming, man? Soon. days are you out? (laughs) John Gruden is not coaching in the NFL again anytime soon. Colin Kaepernick not playing in the NFL anytime soon. And Dan O'Dow talks baseball on Gio and Jones. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 